Okay, so we're on starting the second parak. We're on Daf Tesvav 15b at the bottom. Haisha Shnis Armala Onis Garsha, a woman who's widowed or divorced, which means it's time to collect her ksuva, and she doesn't have a copy of her ksuva. And the question is, what ksuva is she entitled to? Is she entitled to the 200 zoos because she got, when she got married, she was a basula? Or no, maybe when she got married, she had already been married, and so she's only entitled to a mano, to 100 zoos. So she's having an argument now with her ex-husband. He omeris basula nisasani. She says, when I got married to you, I was a basula, and therefore I'm entitled to the full ksuva of 200. Who Omar? He says no. Ki el When I married you, you were a widow. You had been married previously. So what do we do? We don't know. We're in Beisdin. So If she has witnesses, or there are witnesses that were there at the wedding, she behenuma, that saw that she when she walked down, she walked down the way a besula walks down, meaning that her hair was uncovered, ferosha perua. And she wore, uh, we'll see the, exactly what the term hinuma means, but it was the custom for a basula to wear a wedding dress like that. So then, that's clear proof to us to Meosai. Reb Yochanan ben Baroka, he added another type of testimony. Let's say they don't remember how the bride walked down, but they remember that at this chasna, they gave out special goodie bags to the kids. Avchila Klaus. Rashi says these were treats for the kids that were like... Uh, par- cooked wheat, puffed wheat. Uh, so they only did that, um, usually when a widow got married, it was a much smaller, less fancy event. Whereas when a uh, basula got married, they would give out these goodie bags to the kids. So if somebody remembers uh, seeing those goodie bags, that's proof that it was, uh, she's correct, that she was a uh, basula when she got married. Avkilach Klaus Raya, that's a proof. So, so far, the Mishnah reads uh, very, it, it's, it's pretty straightforward, meaning that the, there's a debate between a husband and wife about how much suva she's entitled to. And we're looking for some proof uh, that when she got married, she was a basula, uh, a virgin, or not. Um, so, um, well, the Mishnah said that uh, if there's proof, then she'll get double. And Rabbi Yochman uh, Nuri added that if there's proof also, somebody didn't see the uh, the bride, but he did see these goodie bags being given out, this parched wheat, that would be enough. So now we have another statement, uh, not directly related to the first part of the Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to try to figure out how it connects. Umoda Reb Yeshua, um, Reb Yeshua would admit, when somebody says to his fellow person, two people are arguing over a field. One says it's mine, one says it's mine, and they go to court. So uh, Rabbi Shua says, if somebody admits to the other one, I admit this field used to belong to your father, but I bought it from him, so we believe him, Shuhu Nemon. Why is that? As we turn to Testain Amadal of today's page, because when he said it used to belong to your father, uh, that would have made, meant that it's not his. But then he said, I bought it from him. So since we're, we, we don't even know who you are, you said it's yours. He says it's his. But he admits that it used to be yours. 
And but he says now it's mine because the same mouth that forbid it now permits it. The im yesh edim shushaviv. On the other hand, if without him saying it, we knew that it originally belonged to this other man's father. So and he says he bought it from him. We'd say prove you bought it. And then he's not believed. We only believe him when he volunteers information that we didn't know, and then we believe him because of the concept of a pesha aser pesha hitter, because he's the one who told us who the original owner was. He seems to be a truthful person, uh, so therefore we believe him. Let's see the Gemara. Time at the Ika Eden. The whole reason that we allow her to collect the heavy ksuva uh, for a basula is because there's witnesses that her original wedding was a basula wedding. But if she wouldn't bring any proof, we would have believed the husband and he could have gotten away with paying the, the smaller ksuva. This doesn't sound like Rav Gamliel in the previous Mishnayis. Rav Gamliel always believed the woman. Didn't he say we trust the woman? So why don't we trust her over here to say when she got married she was a psula? Morris said, "If you tame this could even work out like Regamliel. Ad kan lo kam hasam over there where we believe the woman. That's where um, she was sure whether um, uh, she was sure uh, over there. The question was uh, whether she was the psula, if she had an accident with a piece of wood, or if she had uh, um, had uh, had relations with a man. She was sure, and he was a maybe. So we believe her because she was a sure claim." But over here, Bori the Bori, both of them are saying for sure. He says, I'm sure that you were a widow and I only owe you a hundred. And she says, no, I'm sure I got married for the first time and I was a virgin. So in this case, they're both a hundred percent sure. So even Rev Gamliel, who said before, we trust her because she would know and he's just guessing. So in this case, they both are sure we don't necessarily believe her. But the Gemara actually asked it as a proof initially, what were we thinking? That's an obvious difference. The Gemara says, Why are we calling both claims equal? His claim that she was not a virgin and her claim that she was. The vast majority of weddings are the first time, are, are a wedding of a virgin. And so, ki bori v'shema, it's almost like his claim is not such a strong claim. So maybe they're not equal, and we, uh, maybe the default is that it was the first wedding. Most people only have a first wedding. Okay. Valchanai mistavra. And this explanation fits. Why? Minitani modu reb Yeshua. We have at the end of the Mishnah, we say reb Yeshua would admit. So, i amis bishlema ayri rebigam lil b'moda shapir. If you say... Uh, that we are admitting that Reb Gamliel, who believes the woman, doesn't believe the woman in this case. So we're saying we're Reb, Reb Gamliel admits something, and we were, now we're also saying we're Reb Yeshua admits something. But if you're not talking over here about Reb Gamliel admitting anything, so Reb Yeshua Laman Moda, so how does this piece of Reb Yeshua fit here? What's it doing here in our Mishnah? What does it refer to? So now the Gemara says, Mi savish Yeshua hai pirchen. Maybe Rabbi Yeshua, these comments that he made in the Mishnah about buying the house and belong, buying the property and belonging to the father, you know what? That had nothing to do with the first case. The first case was an argument about a wedding, uh, about paying a ksuva of a virgin or a ksuva of um, a widow. That was one thing. But Rabbi Yeshua's comments weren't referring to that. 
he was actually referring to something that was listed in the last chapter. So the Morris says, what is that? Um, did you think that Rabbi Yeshua was referring to this chapter? Uh, he's referring to the case of the Migu, where we believe the side that um, could have, li- if they were lying, um, would have told a bigger lie. And it's the first chapter. So, so the Morris says, well, there were several Mishnayas in the last chapter. Ahi, which one? Ile Maha, if it's referring to the one, Haisumuberis where a woman is pregnant, and she's not married, and we say to her, um, what is the status of this baby? Who's the father? And she says, she says the man was a Kohen. We trust the woman, we, we believe her. Rabbi Yeshua over there said, we don't, we don't believe her over there. Now, that's not a case where... She, uh, we, uh, where we said we don't believe her, there's nothing else she could have said over there. So, Hare Krisa Ben Shideha. Now, you might say she didn't have to tell us she was pregnant. No, in that case, her, uh, it's an expression, her stomach is in between her teeth. We knew she was pregnant. El, uh, aha, maybe it's referring to this case. Ru'u Medaber Simecha, the next Mishnah, where she was speaking with Samba, we know that we saw her being very intimate with a certain man. And we're sure that uh, she did, she had relations with him. Debate if we're sure he had relations or we think. So she's speaking with him. But Omar, and then we said, and then she's pregnant, and we said, She sees a coin. Reb Nachman, Reb Gamliel, we trust her. Reb Yeshua says, we don't, we don't believe her. So over there also, there's no my migu ika. So what is there? Why would we. Uh, um, say we should believe her over there. What's the reason? There, there's no sense. There's no special reason to believe her claim. So the Morris said, there is according to one opinion. According to Ziri, it, we don't know that she was intimate with this man. We just know that she was alone with him. So she could have said, I never had relations with him. And she admits that I did. So maybe we believe her and we believe her that she had relations, and she says, but the man I had relations with was a Kohen. But according to Ravasi to Omar, who learned what does it mean that we, she was speaking to him, it means nivelis, it means that she had relations with him, my migu ika. There's no migu in that case. So again, we're looking for a Mishnah in the last parak where there was a migu, where a, woman, a person had a claim, and we wanted to believe it because if they were lying, they could have made a different lie. And we're commenting on whether Rabbi Shua would accept that in, in our parak. So maybe it's referring to the following case. Uh, she says, the reason I don't have my basulim is because she had an injury from a piece of wood, but really she never had relations with a man. And he said, no, maybe it came because you did. So we trust her. Rabbi Shua says, we, no, we don't believe her. Now, what migu is there over there? There was a debate about what was the argument there with the wood. So one view is that uh, either clearly she's not a basula. She admits she's not a basula. So the most she would get for a marriage settlement is the mana, the 100. And according to him, his claim is that, you, that no, you had relations and you, it's a mecha toast. That's the other opinion. So there is a migu. She could have admitted 
uh, she could have said that really she could have, if she wanted to lie, she didn't have to lie and say she had relations because she was uh, raped. She could have said that she had, she never had relations with a man. She could have just said that she had an accident with a piece of wood. And then she would have gotten 200. And she, the Kamer Mekora, the Leslie, and she's admitting that she's not a Basula. So her claim, uh, she's saying a claim that were she a liar, she could have had a better lie. Alamana, and all she's asking, for, all she's getting is a mana, so we should believe her. So basically, there is a reason to believe her in that case. She has a migu. If she were a liar, she could have claimed that it was a wood injury and she'd get 200 sous. Uh, she's claiming that, no, she was raped, and so she wasn't a basula, so she should only get 100 sous. According to Yohanna, but he learned that's not the debate. Again, one question was, was the debate whether she gets 100 or she gets nothing, because it was a mechaktos. The other way is no. It, 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 the debate is, does she get 200 or 100? So my ego, ego, what would there be, amigo? So again, we need a case where the woman, if she were a liar, had a better lie and were believing her or not believing her, even though she had a better lie. Allah must be the following case. A person gets married and he doesn't find that this, the woman has basulim. He, Omer, she says, she was raped after she was engaged, and your field was ruined. That's your bad luck. He says, no, maybe it happened before we got engaged. So we trust her. Yeshua says, we don't trust her. If she was a liar, she could have said that, not that she was raped, she could have said that she had a wood injury. She had a wood injury, she could still marry a Kohen. They call her Nansti, but she admitted that she was raped to Kapasal Nafshim Kahuna. And she's making herself invalid to marry a Kohen. So Mishum Haki Kama Reb Gamliel de Mehemma. That's why he said we believe her. Because were she a liar, she would have made a different claim. She's definitely from the, from the because of the Migu, because were she a liar, she could have had a claim that would have worked out better for her. We believe her now with her claim. So on that case, I didn't agree with you over there that we believe her with that migu that it was um, it happened before she uh, after she got engaged and it was his bad luck. We don't believe her, even though she has a migu. If she wanted to tell a lie, she could have told a lie about a wood injury. But even though I didn't agree with the migu over there, Rabbi Shua says in our Mishnah over here where there's a claim on a field, modina lach bahu migu. Over here, he does like that miku to hasam palgi alecha. Over there, I argued with you, Mikti, hi migu, hi migu. Now, so the Morris says, well, why would he argue in a case of migu over there and not believe the woman? And over here, we believe uh, the person about the field with the migu. I mean, either you say the migu argument or you don't. Why would one migu be better than the others? Maishna hi migu, hi migu. So the Morris answers, there is a difference. Over there, this is an expression. There's no akshekta in front of you. Um, that's the um, that's the case of the of the land. We really have no evidence that this once belonged to his father. Whereas Hasam over there, your ox is shechted already. It's gone. In other words, there's already something fishy over there. That's the reason we don't believe the migo. What's fishy? Most women, when they get married, they get married as a basula. Kilo asu edim. 
Yeah, so um, uh, it, it, the, 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 when it starts talking about keeping the row of Nushim, that's the next piece. Yeah, so over here, the ox isn't shechted in front of you, meaning we don't have information on the field, so we believe them. Over there, um, the woman is, is missing her basulim, so uh, it's, it's, uh, there needs to be a claim, and so we, we don't automatically believe her because she didn't pick the, the best claim. Maybe she didn't know about that other claim, or there could have been other reasons why she didn't need to make the claim. But she was forced to make a claim, and uh, therefore she had to deal with that. And so she, he didn't want to believe her there with the power of Migu because it was Shor Shachot Lefanecha. It was a situation where there was a problem that needed to be fixed. The ox was slaughtered, meaning that she didn't have Basulim and she needed to say something. We don't necessarily believe her. Over here, uh, there's a question about land, and clearly the fact that he admitted that the land belonged to this fellow's father gives him the power of Migu. Okay, so that's, uh, that's how we're learning that the Migu over here is different than the Migu over there. And he wanted to say, even though I didn't accept the Migu case over there, I will accept it over here. So now the Gemara has a, goes on to a new thing. The Gemara has a question. He even derove Nashim Basulus Nisus. Um, since most women, when they get married, it's their first wedding and their only wedding, and they were virgins. Uh, so, Kiloa, so Adem, my hobby. So, why does she have to prove it? Why don't we just assume that she was like most women who the marriage that they have was the first time, was a basula? It's true, most women are the first time, but there are some weddings that are a second time that are widows. And everybody that gets married the first time, Yeshlo Kol. Uh, it's well known. Everybody remembers it. It's uh, uh, it's uh, um, the uh, it's like public information uh, that uh, she was a virgin. Vizu Hoyle the Ainlo Cole. Nobody seems to remember that this was the first wedding that she walked down looking like a virgin. Isrule Rove. So the, it makes the her, her majority not as good as uh, it. It makes it weakens her majority. Meaning. Our question was, why can't we just say most people, when they got married to virgins, she should get the, her claim is the better claim, she should get the haiksuva. And our answer is, there's something strange here, because it's true, most people have virgins, but also most people remember their people that were at that wedding who remember what it looked like. And over here, from the fact that there's not, it's a little fishy. So Morris, the ekal nasu yeshlo kol, do you mean to tell me that anytime somebody gets married and they it's the first time wedding, there's going to be definitely uh, it's going to be public and people know about it. He also ate in my hobby, and if witnesses would come and say she wasn't a virgin, she was a widow. Why would we believe them? Hanuksadi shekrina. Why wouldn't they say they're liars? Al mervino yeshloko. Most women when they get married for the first time, there's definitely it's public. and this somehow nobody remembers isule rof. It takes away from that majority. Okay. So we said the witnesses that she needs would have seen how she dressed, that she dressed like a basula. Now the more has a great question. So, which is this. Usually, uh, you collect your ksuva. It's a document. It's a deed. And once you collect it, it gets ripped up, handed over to the other party. And it can't be recollected. Over here... Uh, the woman claims she doesn't have Riksuva. And she's collecting over here because she found testimony who were at her wedding that she originally uh, was married as a virgin. What's to stop her from collecting in more than one place 
and going and saying, I have people who are at my wedding and I never got my ksuva. Let's say she'll go to this basin and she'll collect her ksuva and then she'll pull, she really, she claims she lost her ksuva. Now she'll pull out her ksuva in a different basin and collect we give him a receipt. So he has a receipt, so she can never collect her ksuva. Even if she pulls out the real ksuva, uh, he'll have a receipt that he paid it. He said, maybe we're talking about a place where they didn't write a ksuva. There were places where they didn't have to put it in writing, so we're not afraid that she'll pull it out. They learned this on, on the case of the Brysa. Let's say a woman loses her ksuva. She um, puts it away. Nisra, it gets buried. So this woman doesn't have the ksuva, but there were people who remember the wedding and they remember that they danced in front of her, they laughed in front of her, they brought a cup of the announcement cup in front of her, or they brought her sheets uh, that showed that she was a basula. So, if she has some kind of proof that it was a basula wedding, uh, she collects the 200 ksuva. Again, this is the teaching in the Brysa. So, and the, the question that we had before, some people lo- learn that question on the Brysa. How can we let her collect the tzu, the, her ksuva? Based on the testimony of witnesses, once she collects it, what's to stop her from pulling out the, the real written ksuva in a different base than in trying to collect twice? So on this, you see from here, Kosman Shover, you write a receipt. We're talking about a place where the minig was not to write a ksuva, so we're not afraid that she'll uh, double collect with it. Gemara says, how could you say that they didn't write it? It says that they wrote her one, she lost it. So Gemara said, the Kosov let you. So the Gemara answer is that. Yes, they didn't really write a ksuva. They, in those places, they didn't. They weren't required to. But when it says she lost it, it means he wrote it down. So the Morris said, so, so, mafile. But maybe she lost it, she'll find it, and she'll come to collect it. So the Morris says, my ivda, when it says she lost it, she lost it in a fire. That means she'll never collect it. So that's why we're not afraid. Again, we're, we're, when you talk about collecting something, there has to be a vehicle that they can't abuse the system to double collect. So the Morris says, well, if it got burnt with a fire, and that's how you're sure she won't double collect, that's the case of Srefa, of Odetmina, but what does it mean to put away? Can't she pull it out? Why does it have to say she lost it? If it's lost, it's as if it's buried in front of us. And we won't give her the ksuva unless she can prove that it got burnt. Man, if you learn on the Brysa, certainly on the Mishnah, but if you learned on the Mishnah, but Brysa low, because of the question that we had, the Brysa can't be talking about a case where they didn't write Ksuvas, because the Brysa seems to be talking about cases where they did have Ksuvas. So we said, if there's witness, the Lekish Dimamafka Edehemnuna, Baha'i Basin, maybe in this Basin she'll bring a proof of how she wore the Hanuma of the Basula and collect. What's to stop her from bringing the same testimony of witnesses in a different basin and collect over there? The more said, um, 
he says, um, in a place where there is no other testimony, Vadi Kosvini Shofar, we definitely will write a receipt. And if the husband suspects the wife is up to something funny, he will make sure uh, to hold on um, to, uh, to the receipt. Because at the end of the day, we're not thrilled with it, because if he loses the receipt, he'll be in trouble, but he can hold on to the receipt. So we also mentioned earlier that one way to tell a wedding of a basula, of a virgin, was if at the wedding they had something called kosho basura. So what is that? They would bring a cup of truma in front of her, and what they, they uh, it was a symbol, to say that this woman was pure, that she can eat truma, that she could be married to a kohen. But even if she was the widow, a widow can also eat truma. So why would they have done this only for someone who got married as a psula? Truma is called the first. It's called reishis truma. It's the, the Torah uses that word. You, you, you separate the truma first. So the, when we say truma, we mean she's holy like truma. She saved herself. She was the first of this man. Truma reishis. That's the symbolism. And that's why in some places that was a, a, a tribute to the bride. Uh, and he says they brought a barrel of wine in front of her. They brought the sheets in front of her. Stuma. I'm sorry. He's, I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong, not the sheets. He said that if the, um, if the barrel of wine was sealed, that would symbolize that she was sealed. Ba'ula, if she had uh, relations before, if she wasn't a basula, ma'vir l'nebsuka, they carry an open barrel to, the, to signify that the woman was not the first time that she was married. So a mind never come a basula. Why don't you just do the ceremony of the closed barrel in front of the virgin and don't do the open barrel, lo never klal. So the more said, zimdin tosim asayim. Sometimes a woman will take the larger amount of the ksuva, the 200, and she'll say, I was a basula. I, why didn't they bring the barrel in front of me? They'll say they forgot to. So therefore, they made sure at the wedding at some point that there was the ceremony with the wine barrel that just made it clear whether she had been married before or not, or whether she had relations before or she was a psula. Okay, we will stop here at the Tanur Rabbanan. All the best.